It's another week, which means it's time for another episode of the Into Greatness podcast with Jason and Jolene. Hi, Jolene. He's Jason. <laughs> I'm Jolene. <laughs> I was just, as soon as I started saying that, it's like, I've done what I always do. I love so it. So just leave the door open. Let Jolene will just chime in when she's ready. Yay. I think I gave you a hard time that one episode. You did, the, yes. The fighting episode, right? The fighting episode. It yeah. was. That was good. That I was like good. it when you introduce me, though. It's good. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll give you that back. <laughs> complimentary thank you um this is our first i think it's our first official recording stint of the year even though we're well into february but we do these in chunks and so we did a bunch then we recorded our drunken christmas episode and our new year's episode so we're and that was like december i know right and here we are fun. it's like mid-january already recording into february planning into march wild wait till you guys see what we have coming up in march like that's huge and actually something we're kind of like teetering in between is this whole like new year piece. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I met with, um, uh, an astrologist yesterday cause I plan my year around what my astrology chart looks like for the year in my solar return. I was just telling Jason that, you know, the actual new year of the signs and the planets is not in January. And that's why people are still in this seasonal winter stage of like I'm just not activated I'm not like I'm I'm not feeling the energy for it I still want to hermit and and hibernate in a sense and that is because we're still in this winter element energy and you know we're going to talk a bit about this in eastern medicine philosophy and I got an acupuncture appointment later and how we if we're not aligned with the natural rhythm of life it's no different than your circadian rhythm for sleep and stuff then it's going to feel less flow, right? This yep. is your year of flow, That's Jason. That's right. That's right. Flow go, is that what we called it? Flow and go? Flow and go. Something like that. Oh, I got to go back and listen to that because <laughs> it's going to get you a shirt made up. <laughs> flow and go. And yeah, but essentially it's like mid-March to, to April. That's what that new year looks like. And that makes sense. We're moving into spring. That is go time for us. So if you're not feeling that is quite go time yet or you, you kind of felt like you shit the bed on whatever happened in January, that's because we're not quite there. We're actually gearing up to get into all of that time, right? Yeah, and it's, it's we've sort of set ourselves up a bit with the way our calendar is to yeah. kind of like, which is, it's just off. Because I notice whenever something really happens, it does start to happen more kind of March. Mm -hmm. Late February, early March is when sort of my year really feels like it takes off. Totally, and that is the natural growth of spring. And we talked about that in the back to school episode of how like we're trying to be our most productive at the time we're supposed to be starting to slow down and collect everything for that like darkness of winter and the cold non-producing time of winter, right? Like exactly. it's so weird. So yes, we've conditioned ourselves <laughs> against the natural flow of life, right? We blame society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said this episode is all going to be on like preventative health measures and i'm going to send it over to jason because he just like pitched me with this really great idea of what brought this idea for him today yeah and it's something that i've been kind of, we talked a little bit about it before but um in our house we've just started watching as a family the show on disney called limitless with chris hemsworth jolene's favorite um, <laughs> and and chris's thing the whole series is six episodes. Each episode is a different challenge. And the reason why he's doing these physical challenges is to get control of his stress, to kind of, you know, replenish his cells. Because he, I can't remember the exact thing. He hasn't talked about it too much on the show yet. But he has genes inside of him that could trigger, I think it's like all, early all onset Alzheimer's or MS, mm -hmm. right? So he's doing everything in his power to stave that off as long as possible. And there are things you can do to do that. And it's like the preventative health measures. So in the first episode, he had to do a high walk on a crane, like 600 what? meters up in the air. 
and he had to learn to control his stress so he could physically do that. Mm -hmm. The second episode that I just watched is he he swam through across a Norwegian channel in like zero no. degree water. So it was conditioning his body to be with hand, withstand the cold. And then that they talk about the benefits like cold water therapy, hot sauna therapy, what these do. And I've recently started doing like every morning at the end of my shower is like a minute of the coldest water I can stand. Cause there are benefits to all these. We can do things like we think, Oh, we get sick. And so we treat the cold and then we move on and then we get sick again. But there's things we can do kind of every day to build our tolerance up, to reduce our stress, to clean up our diet that will prevent us from getting sick and actually slow the aging process. Mm, I love that. And one of the biggest things you pointed out, which is something that happens in my therapy office often when we are working with trauma and how our body is interpreting all of that, it's all around regulation, right? It's nervous system regulation. So a lot of that cold water therapy, the controlling your fear, that's about regulating your nervous system out of a fight or flight, calming that vagus nerve so that you can then use the prefrontal cortex of your brain to focus and have your body and mind be fully connected without that interruption between the systems. Because the minute our nervous system is activated, everything is offline and we are not as productive as we can be. Our whole body gets hijacked. So it's about how do I remain in control of my body, which then leaves me in control of every single thing that comes after. That's amazing. Yeah. And I wish they talked a little bit more about that because I think when people look at this, they see people as like so superhuman, like, whoa, it's Chris Hemsworth. Look at what he's doing. But if they actually went down to the science of it and said, this is no different than when you are nervous in a social situation, are you bailing ship or are you learning to tolerate it? And through that tolerance, you're now able to um, reach new levels of confidence, bravery, uh, mental control and discipline, yada, yada. That is not the same as self-abandonment in I'm staying in a really uncomfortable situation I shouldn't be in. And that is where, you know, it's interesting. I have a little girl who's sitting here with some gut issues coming home from school and we're deciding what's worry belly and what's not worry belly. And that is the exact scenario of like how I learn to tolerate some of these things or listen to them in a way that I can then interpret it and act accordingly. Well, that's what. That's why we got Griffin to watch this show because it's the same same thing. He's had many of the same issues that your daughter's had, and what's neat is in the high walking across a high beam episode, they they touched on um, like box breathing. Yep. Right. Because that's going to calm the nervous system. Yep. That's going to activate your parasympathetic, which is the calm down system. Yep. yep. And then um, positive self talk mm. and dangerous. Like so, like it's really neat because it breaks it down into these things, right? And then the cold water therapy one part of that is just learning to control your breathing yeah and because when you go into like ice cold water you first like oh, and then, that's what causes drowning you do mm -hmm. an intake of cold water but there are monks in like china who will stand under ice cold waterfalls for like half an hour wow. and they just meditate and they do that and it's it's a cleansing ritual mm -hmm. for forgiveness etc but it's conditioning your body just to withstand that yeah. So I think if we can take it and understand why those things are important, because the other thing is like prolonged stress and all those things, they're going to change the like microbiome in your stomach. Like they're going to change the culture. And like, I, you know, I was even thinking about like people with high anxiety and chronic stress, like your, your entire gut system is is out of whack. So a lot of people will go to like holistic nutritionists and dietitians and things like that. I don't think it's dietitians so much, but holistic nutritionists. And they'll look at that. Like, what does your gut culture look like? Mm -hmm. And there's so many illnesses that are 
um, exacerbated by all of that being out of balance. We've got all these fibromyalgia and, um, oh, what is the other one? It's essentially um, thyroid, hypothyroid. Hypothyroidism. But they call it something else. There's, um, I cannot think of the name of it right now. But yeah, there's so many things and you're looking at sensitivities and inflammation in the body, which is then, you know, do you have an aversion to this or that? And really it's the body's way of freaking out from the inside out, right? And then the minute our inflammation levels go high, our immune system goes down, you know, and it's this continual cycle. So, you know, when we look at that state of balance, state of equilibrium, we've talked about this Mm -hmm. in other episodes, right? How are we always proactively, preventatively, staying in that like nice state of balance so something's not just completely falling off or getting attacked from one angle or not because we're always going to have external factors yeah you can't control i have a few friends that are high high social anxiety and so they do everything in their power to control every situation there and you can't in fact that alone causes stress yes that makes you sick and that makes you depressed and all that you can't so you to truly be successful you need to to learn to control yourself Mm -hmm. basically like your emotions are simply a guide you should not always act on them. Yeah, and it's such a fine line, right? Because we grew up in a generation where it was like, you did everything whether you were sick or not. And then now all of us are like coming back to ourselves being like, I'm going to listen to my body now. I'm going to listen to myself and take a gentler approach, right? And not force ourselves into the things that feel uncomfortable. So then we're raising a generation and, and, and a society now that's like, okay, listen to yourself, only do what feels right. But we're not pushing through the uncomfortable to expand. And we've talked about that so many times. And it's this fine line between, well, how do you know if it's genuine discomfort or if it's an intuitive response that you should actually push through and which one's self-abandonment and which one's growth and expansion. And that is the version that like we literally are just always on a self-exploration mission through trial and error, I think. You don't know until you've made the decision and tried and went, oh yeah, you know what? That was one of those scenarios I shouldn't have pushed through. That was my body telling me I shouldn't. And then there's the scenario where you're like, see, that's why I did the hard thing because this is where it got me. Yeah. I just, it, and that's where people are like, so which one do I do? And I'm like, that is seriously your journey with yourself. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to teach our children, right? I'm pointing to my daughter right now. Like there's, that's, that's honestly one of the things we're trying to teach our kids is this gentler approach. But then also, yes, we are going to have discomfort in life and we are going to live life at the same time. Yeah. But I guess it's like, when does that discomfort get to be too much? Those are always the fine lines. We are all in the process of learning those things. And it's, it is a individual journey based on, I think, a lot of self-reflection. And a lot of screw-ups. And a lot of screw And being okay with screwing up. Like, you have to, you know, be okay with making a mistake. And, oh, crap, I, sh- I shouldn't have run. Or, oh, you know what? I should have gone for that run. Like, I was, you, you know, when you don't feel right, I'm not going to exercise today. And then, like, an hour later, you're like, I feel fine. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. But you know where that gets trouble? Where? I should have went to the doctor. Yeah. Think about how many people are like, I should have just went to the doctor, Yeah. but it wasn't quite bad enough or I kind of pushed through it or it was intermittent, right? Yeah. Talking to so many people who have, you know, stage three cancer diagnoses or, you know, some really horrific scenarios, you know, even over the holidays, like a young child just randomly being sick and it was fatal, yeah. you know, um, just things like this. So. We always have these pieces that will toy with us at the same time. Where am I going to feel guilt for this? And where am I going to be like, oh, did I just enable weak behavior kind of thing? It's so hard. (laughs) So I think like the biggest thing is intentionally 
always double checking with yourself. What are the things in this massive spectrum of this like balanced tray, like nutritionally what's happening, stress-wise what's happening, physically, genetically what's happening inside our bodies, right? And you can go back to past episodes where we talk about like meditation and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because there are things you can do every day to mitigate your stress and to kind of balance yourself out and get all your rhythms. Meditation is one we've talked about. We've talked about the cold morning, cold, cold water therapy. We've talked about um, diet, diet, yeah, nu- diet before nutritional nutrition, balancing, nutritional right? Making balancing. sure you're getting your protein, making sure that your blood sugars are balanced, all those things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so Jason, for you, if you were to look at like preventative measures in life based on the life you have and know, mm-hmm. what are some things throughout your lifespan you think you've leaned for or against or even recently in the last like, you know, five to 10 years of, yeah, I intentionally do these things because of this. Okay. So every day, like I said, at the end of my shower, mm-hmm. it's cold, as cold yep. as I can handle it for as long as I can handle it. Um, every day I meditate mm-hmm. for at least 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day I did this one, uh, it was parks. I do always do the daily store yeah. challenge every year. It was to sit in solitude and count to a thousand. Oh, how'd you do? I got it all the way to a thousand hard, 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 oh hard God. to count or to sit in solitude, to and sit count. in solitude and count <laughs> to a thousand because it feels so long. Like you, you think you count to a hundred, a hundred's a lot. And you're like, I got 900 more. Then you get to 500, I'm like, 500, I got 500 more. But then you get to like 800, it's like, oh, only 200. Wow. Right? But it worked. And it, I felt such peace and contentment doing that. It was amazing. So that's part of meditation. I do that yep. like, you know, every day. And then I, I do some form of exercise too, every day. I have kind of a morning exercise routine I do, or I go for a good long walk, or I do my yoga, but I do something every day as well. And that kind of, I find works really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, as even though I'm more of a night owl, I try to keep a regular go to bed, wake up schedule, no matter what day okay. it is now, right? On weekends, I sleep in longer than when I get up rub during the in, weekday. Rub it in, Because <laughs> I finally can. But usually in my bedtime is about 1130 and I'm up between seven and eight. Oh, man. But that's kind of things I do <laughs> yeah. regularly. And generally, like, this is the first time in three years that I've been sick twice in the same wow. year. Wow. Yeah. Right? Okay. What do you do, Jolene? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop before I move on to mine. Yep. What are you aware of, especially when we look at genetics? Because you're adopted. Yes. Right. So, what do you know about your biological uh, composition and even your own health-related stuff that you pay particular attention to? Knowing just like Chris Hemsworth, there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like he's just so incredibly beautiful like what kind of risk does that have in life right like but there's always something there right (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly like perfection um (laughs) i almost heard like angels sing because you were talking about the sun actually came through your eyes (laughs) but like what do you know about your like biological makeup Uh, biologically that was an interesting and that's one of the reasons i actually reached out was to find out, especially because by that point I was getting to my late 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we do not get addicted to something that will kill us, mm-hmm. we tend to live well into our 90s. Nice. Right? Okay. And the mind stays sharp and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, But there is a, a tendency to towards addiction yeah. in there. So okay. it's something I keep, you know, that's like, I, like I like my drinks, yeah. but I try to keep them to a certain amount. There you right? go. It's like a bit of control and have at least a day or two where I don't have anything now. Perfect. Um, 
But yeah, otherwise, otherwise, so I'm really well aware of that. The other thing is socially, you've experienced something in your family. So your adopted dad mm-hmm. died of a heart attack suddenly in very good health. So I yep. think that knowing biologically you're not the same, but knowing that a man of his age could be in good health and still have that difficulty that is in the back of your mind lately? all the time all yeah. the time and it's funny because he died at 56 and i'm 51 okay. and that's a, that's always been this date that's yes. sat in my head and it still is so and i try to tell myself well yeah but i'm not genetically yes. related now i'm gonna right? ask you something at 51 to 56 do you think he regulated his nervous system and his stress and emotional release as well as you are no there you go. No, that's the difference. This right? is the difference. It's not even just about the physical health, right? Yeah. Because if you're doing a bunch of cardio and putting more stress on your heart, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it is a delicate balance. You can be in great physical shape, but your heart can have stress in other ways, yeah. right? He had a lot of stress in his job. Yeah. Right? Which I think, and he, you know, so I think that played a big part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something too I try to look at. Like I don't, like I work a lot, but I don't overwork. And when I get to the, I've learned that when I'm having a day where it's just not coming together, just walk away. Yes. Just walk away. Cause I'm self-employed. I don't have to sit there for eight hours a day. When I feel like I'm done, just, just you're done for the yeah, day. Yeah. Right? That's gold. It really is. Okay. So for me, um, okay. So biologically, genetically, like my dad had a stroke when he was uh, young, like, you know, 11 years old or something. So I know that that is a risk factor mm-hmm. genetically for me. Uh, my mom's side has lots of heart disease. She has a uh, pacemaker. My grandfather had quite a few heart attacks before he um, died. And knowing like heart disease is definitely prevalent in my family. Mm-hmm. So those are two things I'm always aware of in terms of like weight management and dietary uh, needs um, and, and stress, of yep. course. Right. So I'm already at a like genetic disadvantage to that. Right. Yeah. Um, And also the mental health stuff, right? My dad died of suicide. So that was a result of likely the stroke, his father dying at a young age and other things that would have related through life after that, right? So recognizing that those are always pieces I'm very intentionally trying to balance. Um, He, I would say probably some addiction stuff on that side. Um, And I definitely had heavier uses in my earlier years Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's really not like a significant part of my life anymore. So, um, but yeah, I I was a smoker for a period of time, right? We talked about us quitting smoking and things like that. So looking at all those things, and again, heart disease and stroke being a a big, big motivator there for sure. Um, Yeah. So I look at now I'm like, I got three kids. I want to be here for as long as possible. Exactly. And I also have a large list of what I want to do in this lifetime. And I don't want to get ripped off early, right? Um, I also am exposed to death a lot. Mm-hmm. So I am constantly seeing where people kind of get things in line. And then boom, it's like the rug is swept out from under them. They finally retire. And three months later, boom. Yeah. And it's like, man, I want to live my life as best I can without waiting for the time to go live it. Like, And that's really why I'm self-employed as well. And really trying to balance the best I can this like work and life piece of I really want to feel like I'm living and not just working to live, right? So I think that's like a beautiful piece in, in huge, health. Huge, huge is to sort of enjoy what you do. Yes. Right? Yeah. Other things that uh, sleep is a big one that I suck at, guys. And I know that this is going to play into my mental wellness later in life, like dementia related oh, yeah. stuff. So I really, really, and I just, I like, I can't, 
I can't lose weight when I'm not sleeping well. I can't regulate myself and my blood sugars as well when I'm not sleeping as much. Like sleep, we all know, is like my nemesis here and for multiple reasons. So it is something I I know is constantly holding me back in the health game. Yeah, and that would be something I would just love. If I could pay for more of that in my life, it might be actually just more hours in a day if we can arrange that, that would be deadly. Um, cause then I'd still have time for everything else <laughs> that, that is required that, of me. That's always been my thing. Like partly that led to, we should do a whole episode actually on sleep. Um, we did last did we? season, last season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. if you need, you, there's that. my deep that's sleep, right. my deep sleep meditation. Yeah, yes. That yeah, I did. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And we tracking sleep too. patterns because the other thing is like our different sleep stages. So that's why I meditate lots is because. I can get as much restorative energy from um, like 10 minutes of meditation as I could from one hour of deep sleep. And we know I'm not getting one hour deep sleep often, right? So that's where I'm trying to make up for that. But yeah, my my body and my mind will suffer from that in the long term, like significantly. We know that. Um, There's other things that I've been paying attention to. Uh, mouth breathing being one of the biggest things they're saying is really um, like some people are taping their mouths at night. Like there's a whole bunch of mental and physical benefit to not being a mouth breather. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, There's other like there's people I follow on Instagram who Hashimoto disease. That's the one I'm talking about. The thyroid thing. Hashimoto, I think is what it is. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Squirrel. Uh, I knew it was getting there. Right. Um, Dave Asprey. He's a guy who's all into like biohacking and stuff. And I saw his stuff about three years ago and I was like, who is this guy? He's kind of arrogant and you know, whatever. But I watch his stuff and it's all about like he wears these yellow lenses instead of blue light blockers. He's got yellow blockers that are like for everything or something. Right. But again, that's changing your melatonin production, all your hormone production. He's big on grass fed beef. Um, He was vegan for a while and is now in better health than ever being on like, you know, like high quality grass fed beef. He's your... um, the keto coffee guy, whatever, bulletproof coffee. He's that guy. Oh, okay. So he now in the last couple of years, I catch little bits here and there and I'm just kind of fascinated by it all. But if I go back and look at previous, like three years ago version of him, he has aged backwards. Like he's actually done biological testing on himself and he's aged himself backwards like 16 years or something. Interesting. And he's like in his fifties and he's in like incredible health shape, like incredible health. You can tell his skin looks different. His It's really fascinating. So I like to watch things like that. I can't fit that in. Like I was up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. for my son's hockey this morning. And like, you know, there's all these things. But I did make it to Pilates. And now, you know, who knows what the rest of the day looks like. Hopefully my acupuncture appointment if I can send my daughter somewhere. (laughs) But those are all the things where it's like we will fit them into our life as best we can. This guy, that is his life. It's his Instagram page and it's his business. Well, and that's that's a difference. You know. That's a difference. And people like, like we talked about the Chris Hemsworth thing. Like, he has the time. That's He's getting paid that's what he does. Do that. That's what he does. So He's... we can't all... I think that's part of it is reminding ourselves we can't always... Go all in. All in. But we can take from these things mm-hmm. what we can use and what we can apply. Absolutely. And I think because that's the piece that's like, how do I... Like, it's so easy to other those successes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, of course that person could do that. They have a private trainer. They have this. They have money for someone to make their food for them. Yeah, the right kind of food, You know, right? yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. And I think that is the reality. So it's like, how do I make one small decision one step at a time? And we're not ever going to do it all purposely. Like, um, we're not all going to do it perfectly but it's like where can you swap things out like for me water is one of the biggest things i drink water tea and coffee and if i'm drinking booze it'll be booze but i don't drink anything else other than that yeah i know i'm not like i don't you won't catch me with a pop you won't catch me with a juice like that's 
it just, I don't, I just don't. Right. Oh, that's and and same. it's personal choice, but I also never wanted to drink my calories. Um, and it was extra sugars and things like that. I just didn't grow up that way. Um, and as an adult, it's not my preference. So again, hydration, the importance of hydration, like, do you ever not lubricate the joints in your car and your motor bolts? I don't know, whatever else, right? <laughs> Guys, like you need oil in your freaking car for it to go. That is what hydration is for us. Simple things like that, right? Yep. Move your body. That's Have, a big thing is there movement. Are, there are so many people. They walk to their car. They sit in an office. They walk from their car. Like, have you moved your body at all? I don't care if it's 10 minutes of stretching before bed. Do something with your meat sack. You know what's Actually, there's a podcast I listened to, The Art of Manliness, and they were talking about this. There's, it's called NEAT, and it's non-exercise active time. Mm. And that is more important than an hour at the gym. Yes. And basically, the guy said, you just move. Like, you, you move. move more than you sit. And this is why That's people important. in Europe have better health in so many different ways. But, like, they walk everywhere. They have communal experiences. Mm-hmm. They can't gather in one person's home, so they go to a joined place there's movement there's constant movement right like we're standing oh right my, now uh, yeah exactly well yeah but we're not sitting you got us not sitting right which is, which, that's what i mean yes, we're, that's our, why our we're body standing. is more active when we stand absolutely we right but looking at that like people do not prioritize simple things like that in their life and then you know they and i know the days that i haven't moved my body the way i oh, want to same. i know that right i know when i've been at my office all day my sleep is crappier. I wake up almost with a hungover feeling. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing, like with no bonus of drinking the night before. Yeah, which like must have like, the bonus of drinking the oh, night before. Oh, and it is. It's a stagnancy of like whatever's sitting in me. And because I work with so much energy, that's a big one. I got to move that out. I got to yep. move it out, right? Especially when I've been working with other people with my energy, right? So things like that are really important. How much are you getting outside, right? That's like a big how one. much fresh air, how much like direct vitamin D are you getting? How much grounding are you getting? These are simple preventative things, but I guarantee 60% of our listeners aren't doing any of those things. They don't drink enough water. They're not moving their body outside of getting to their car and their job, right? Yeah, which you should. Seriously. Even go for a walk at lunch instead and, of sitting in and, the lunchroom. And they don't actually go outside yeah. for anything. Yeah. Like Especially, I'm always like, get a dog and walk it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's that's a good easy way, right? Because it needs to be walked. It's something yeah, every day. At least you'll course, walk for a half right? hour to an hour a day. Yeah, or get a kid and go, right? Play. We, we're making an igloo right now because we got snow. But That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so those are simple things that you can be doing. Um, some other preventative measures I talked about, acupuncture, right? Um, we talk about massage therapy. Big time. You can talk. Um, yoga. Yes, yoga. Thank you. My Pilates. Um, any other preventative um like going to the gym of course any of those kinds of things uh i'm trying to think what else sauna yes thank sauna you i have an infrared sauna yes that is a big one too um dietary stuff and looking at like you know what what is my pattern like fasting was something we've talked about before right and like you know there's a whole biohacking kind of premise behind that and what the best way to fast might be if that's your thing but I think sometimes you know one thing yes (laughs) yes I'm thinking of this because I actually it was the very first note I put in my iPhone and it was my blood type my blood grouping okay because we're not privy to that information did you know that no do you know what yours is I have no idea exactly isn't that messed up it's your body your blood (laughs) and you don't know what it is I think it's the common one but it's in your file somewhere somewhere somewhere. and you can't even access it unless you go through the freedom of information and privacy protection app that's a crock right so I got mine here, here, this is all you got to do, Jason. Okay. You got to get knocked up. <laughs> 
my my midwife told me. Oh yeah, because how my I, wife found out too. Yeah, yeah. I because if you need a transfusion in pregnant in in labor or something, then, then that. that's your issue. Um, and to know if it's like opposite of your kid or something, right? Yeah. But I purposely wrote that in my iPhone because I was like, I I I can't believe I've gone this many years and not knowing what that is. So there's some like things where it's like eat according to your body type, eat according to your blood type. Like there's lots of different things, you know, eat according to the land you're living on, eat what is available to you. Yeah. You know, if generally that's try to you... eat healthy, like non-processed, and... non-packaged exactly, food. Exactly. Right. And, and watch, you know, some of those, um, things that just make you feel crummy after, yeah. right? Like truly pay attention. Um, and the more you regulate your nervous system, the more you regulate, your stress levels, I guarantee you, you will naturally eat different because you're not looking for quick carbs, the better your sleep is, right? You're not looking for quick carbs, you're not looking for quick energy, and you will then crave average normal food, not just sugary, high-carb food. Because once you get into sugary, high-carb food, your body just wants more of it. it. You're not even hungry, you just want it. Yeah. 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 So there you go. A few, well, no, a lot of simple tips and ideas yeah, so like, yeah, preventative you, health measures. You guys think about that. Like, what are you intentionally doing based on your history, your family history, your current situation? Uh, what are you doing as like to help yourself live longer on this earth? Yeah. And then let us know in the comments. Yeah. We appreciate it when you do that. Yeah. How you, long are you going to live till, Jason? Me? As long as I can. You know, <laughs> but here's, well, I always say this though, but. Like I'd love to live into my nineties or yep. even like hit a hundred, but I would, but if the quality of life is yes. declining, I don't want to. Like if I'm spending it in a semi-vegetative state, yeah. I'm able to walk. No, thank you. Yeah. I know people well into their eighties that are still like working. They go for their run and stretch every morning. They're just like, I, I love machines. it. I want, I love it. I'm like that level of commitment to yourself is so amazing. Yep. So that's why you cultivate that earlier in life so exactly. that you can fully show up for yourself. At 95 and be yes. Clint Eastwood making his last movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At 95. Right? Yeah. Okay. There we go, guys. All how, right. How are you going to live into the hundreds with us? Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. We'll talk again next week. Mm-hmm.